Cheers to 2022 and resolutions that you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors here at Manscaped, they're here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and the sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code Tugi for 20% off and free shipping. It's new year, new me, with the global leaders in below-the-waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and brand-new ultra-premium trademark body wash. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature lawnmower 4.0. Everything's 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4,000K LED spotlight that will shine a light into the promised land 2022 looks to be. You've heard the expression, where the sun don't shine? Well, this light can shine there. Grooming routine isn't complete without applying the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showering off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest parts of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. And to complete the set, Manscaped has thrown in their Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And the new product that needs no introduction, the Ultimate Premium, Ultra Premium Body Wash from Manscaped. Solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine, but in the shower. I shower every day. Sometimes I even take baths. I hope you do as well, at least to the first part. This body wash smells great too. Cologne infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job. Whether your routine is to work out more or travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off and free shipping with the code TUGI. Cheers to new balls in 2022. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Toogie's Take podcast. We are back again. The guys, the fellas, us, the guys, the fellas. Sin is here, of course, as we mentioned. Uh, every other Tuesday, he won't be, but he's back. He's here on Fridays, baby, every time. And, of course, Mr. Endo Mills here as well, looking dapper for those of you watching on the YouTube side of things. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask how Endo's doing. I guess we found out. Sin, how you doing this Friday? I'm not as good as Endo apparently, but I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> oh my god! So today we get to talk about the world of stick puck. We also might talk a little bit of football because Sin's back, so we can talk about football because he knows the NFL and Endo's Canadian. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun day. We get to talk about the All Stars for the NHL or the not All Stars because. Well, well, we'll talk about that and how many people might uh, actually be the appropriate representative uh, for what is uh, still called an all-star game. Again, whether or not the term all-star actually applies again, we'll, we'll discuss that. On top of this show being presented to you by our lovely friends at Manscaped, I also want to mention here, that's right, we're hitting you with back-to-back -back ads. Not really, but at the very least, want to give a shout-out to our new friends over at Thrive Fantasy, who also have an exclusive offer for you. Come prop up 
this NHL season. It's a daily fantasy sports app for player prop bets. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. You choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. A good example, the other day, one of the lines, Claude Giroux, 0.5. Goals over under. Basically, will Claude Giroux score a goal? He hasn't done that too often. If you said yes, hey, congratulations. You're a big-time winner there. Hit the most props, rack up the most points to win the share, or the you know, lion's share of the prize pool, of course. Thrive has over $15,000 in prizes for the NHL and has awarded over $5 million in total. Use promo code Toogie. When you sign up today, you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match for up to $100, plus two free contest entries when you deposit at least $10. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website at www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.
everything went to shit afterwards. Sure, we didn't. The worst thing about it is we kept him over Pavelski. That's <laughs> so, that's that's how the domino falls. But yeah, um, and then Connor McDavid proved to the world that hockey culture absolutely sucks. You know, we were going to talk about that a little bit later Oops, on. Um, it's all it's okay. Though. I mean, we know Sin's <laughs> thoughts on it. Endo, the the Connor McDavid uh, statement or lack thereof um, in regards to, and here was the quote, and it sounds awful. Quote, if fans don't like it or the media doesn't like it or whatever, it is what it is. Connor McDavid speaking on Evander Kane potentially joining the Oilers. I just view this as him being like, don't fucking bother me. I don't care. I just want to win hockey games. Somebody please help me. That's exactly, and how do you view it? That's exactly how I view it, too. Um, I think, personally, uh, I made a tweet about that as well, basically saying, yeah, this is this is a guy who's frustrated having no help on his team whatsoever. Zach Hyman's great. Uh, Nugent Hopkins is great. But he's he's frustrated. He's completely frustrated. And he's saying that, oh, we could grab someone, anybody with a pulse who can play hockey well and at a top tier level for basically almost nothing hmm. i'm gonna jump at the at the horse to get that he doesn't really care because he's been there for what six six years in edmonton more than that like seven Jeez. like he's been uh, there for a while god it was the 2015 draft wasn't it yeah he's been there for 2015 seven years, nhl years. drafts Connor mcdavid first overall yeah it's been almost seven years seven eight years and he's had like a sniff of the cup just in the second round granted it's more than the leaves i've had so far in almost 20 years but at the same breath you've got a feel for him in a way because he just wants someone to get help him get there he's frustrated he's pissed because they do well like they have the numbers they have the talent there but they just don't execute and, and at the same time sorry to cut you off if they are actually going to bring Evander Kane in, and Connor McDavid has already said in the press conference, yeah, we really don't want him, it kind of fucks up a lot of things and makes it a really uh, complicated situation for Evander Kane to walk into, does it not? Exactly. I think another thing on that, too, is are you really going to tell your boss live in front of press and media, yeah, I don't want him here. Like, yes. Or basically tell him, like, I don't want him this, I don't want him that. Like, you could do that probably privately, but I'm guaranteeing you that the Edmonton Oilers organization wants to save face and just don't put any bad messages out there about anybody whatsoever because of whatever reasons. And it show fucking organizations are weird, super weird. I mean, there are rumors that the Toronto Maple Leafs are interested in them, and the Leafs have been a very big component of speaking up against stuff like that. So... Like it makes it makes it makes it think what the hell was going on in the NHL, and what the hell is going on in Edmonton that your star player wants this guy to help out, and everyone's turning on him. I get why they're turning on him. Uh, I wouldn't blame them honestly, but at the end of the day, your top talent wants bigger assets, and the fact that you already said in the press conference uh, that on that same day that you're not willing to give out your first round pick, he's th he's probably thinking if you're not gonna give your first round pick to get a guy in here, at least pick this guy up for free. Hmm. Fair enough. Sin, mm -hmm. as well, your thoughts on Mark Bergevin being hired by the LA Kings. Oh, I, I was I was just going to comment on the McDavid thing. but uh, I, Oh, keep going. Yeah, oh, you yeah. got another point. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I do. I absolutely do. Um, yeah, I, uh, I got to say, it, you absolutely can, if you're Connor McDavid, go out there and say, I don't want this guy on my team. Number one, you're Connor fucking David. Number two, you're the captain of the team. And... 
number three, doing things behind closed doors and doing things silently is not comparing the two situations. But that's the sort of thing of trying to to not take a stand on things and try to keep everything hush hush and maintain the, the wave is exactly how the situations like Kyle Beach happened. Again, not comparing the two situations, but if that's it's that sort of mentality that lets those things kind of continue. Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't like the win at all costs mentality. I simply don't. And everyone's like, well, they're professional athletes. They're paid to win. They're paid to represent the brand. First and foremost, that's what they're paid. They're representing the city. They're representing the brand in their contract. It doesn't mm -hmm. just say play hockey. We pay you this much. There is public appearance stipulations. There is other sort of stipulations that they have to adhere to, like personal things. Like that's the reason. Um, oftentimes, I uh, like some people have just been like kind of ostracized. I mean, a great. Well, again, not to cut you off either. I'm pretty good at that. Sorry. <laughs> um, like to your point, like like a lot of people forget that for a lot of these professional athletes, you, you kind of can't say and do whatever you want. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, to your point, like, the, the name that comes to mind for me now recently is someone like Kyle Larson uh, for NASCAR, who was, again, the guy at the middle of the pandemic who uh, dropped the uh, the hard ER on uh, on a live stream. Nice. Uh, but in fairness, in fairness to him, you know, he did go back and handle things the right way, ended up, you know, winning the NASCAR title this year. But to Sin's point, it's like, oh. You know, there is that that fine line. I don't want to say checks and balances, but to that point, just in the way people have to conduct themselves. Yeah. And, um, and but to sort of simplify what I'm trying to say here is that hockey and sports are much, much bigger than the game itself. You're out there. You're you're not you. You are setting an example, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not. Uh, there's kids out there playing the game. What do you teach kids at a young level? You teach them sportsmanship, you teach them to have fun, you teach them to respect your opponent, respect the game, and you're trying to, it's it's more than just win. And mm. why, all of a sudden, when you get to the professional level, that's what it just has become. I don't think it should be like that, and I think that's a negative uh, kind of aspect to have, is just this win at all costs, because you didn't, what if you brought Slava Voinov back? He's a good defenseman. Just fucking bring him back, who cares? Don't, okay, don't suspend, uh, you know, Vas um Holy crap, Avalanche go Varlamov. Um, don't suspend him, you know, whatever. That happened off the ice. You know, we don't care. We just want to win. Like that's you can't say that the game's only about winning and just about that if you're having these other situations happen. And this, in my opinion, one thing that kind of is the question for me, what would be the Edmonton's mentality if they weren't on a skid? Would they even touch Evander Kane? And that is what is the big red flag to me, is that they're only considering it because of just the record and you get to a certain point and then you're like, oh, I'm willing to like, where's the threshold where you're willing to overlook all the shitty things and sign a guy based on his on ice ability? D'Angelo. Exactly. Um, um, Montreal's draft pick, Mayu, uh, that Arizona dude who's still playing hockey. Um, the bully guy. I, I forget all the Mitch names Miller. now because I don't want to remember their names. Yeah, but, Mitchell yeah. Miller. Thank you. That's kind of my thoughts on it. <sighs> yeah, I agree with that too. I agree with that completely. Um, it, it, it goes back to the organization basically digging themselves a hole. And the, the way I see it with the, what you're saying is they basically kind of dug themselves deep enough that they're looking for ways for them to get by without having to give up anything. Yeah. The one thing to be giving up here would be obviously press. But at the end of the day, they don't really 
we, we've shown that a lot of organizations in the NHL or the NHL themselves don't care about bad press. They yeah. see it as anything to get names in there, to see, oh, a guy with his history and that set of crowd to be like, oh, yeah, well, look, he got a second chance. What about this guy? And like, like there's a business. Bad press equals good press. Mark Bergevin yeah. for the LA Kings. <laughs> um, yeah, I love I love the NHL. It's continuing to recycle the same guys like over and over and over again. What the hell? Yeah. Wait, wait. Yeah. This is the def- it's the literal <laughs> definition of insanity. Yeah, okay, he's not the GM. He's still in an organization. It's just hey, it's it's a big to quote George Carlin, it's a big fucking club and you're not in it. And that's what it feels like hockey is. It's all these old dudes continuing to give each other jobs and just like shuffle things around. And yeah, it's very rare that we see like new people jump into these sort of positions. And hey, there you go. And Jack Eichel already in practice with the Vegas Golden Knights. Your thoughts? He's not going to come back. They're going to fucking Kucherov. <clears throat> they can't. They cannot bring him back. And it's it's. I think they've. Well, here's the thing: them doing them, him practicing already is just a huge flex from Vegas and from well, just anyone looking to subvert the cap. Like, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna just bring it back to the playoffs. We're gonna subvert the cap, and y'all can't do anything about it because Tampa's done it. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> if if and the could, last thing, well, unless up, then to go ahead. I make a quick comment on that. There should be something in the NHL, NHLPA, or medical agreement that the the medical team has to report to the nhl if a player is ready or not because this way it would evaluate different ways of people scurvying the cap they probably already do but like more strict in a way because you, you don't want another kucherov situation happening where he just like oh he's fine or like he supposedly is like fine until the playoffs so you hold them off there purposely on ltir or whatever reason just miraculously back I feel like there's a lot of, again, a lot of secrecy in the NHL. We've already talked about stuff happening in the it, last week about the upper body wait, injury. Yeah, UBI, <laughs> just like UBI or LTI. Like, <clears throat> come on. That's my thing. So then the final thing that I wanted to hear from you, uh, because, again, I can't really talk uh, football with, with Endo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the playoffs are coming up. This this weekend, both of our uh, favorite teams are in. Of course, your Green Bay Packers, the number one seed in the NFC, yeah. uh, will not be playing this week. No. But I kind of I kind of want to do a pick 'em here. I, I want to see uh, how accurate we end up being. I'm not gonna be so. accurate. I, I don't follow football as much. So I, I really I watch Packers games. I watch some of the bigger stuff, but I didn't even I, I caught like barely part of the the weird Raiders and whatever the hell happened in that one. I don't even understand, but. My dad's happy as Raiders are doing stuff, finally. <laughs> they are in the playoffs, so there you go. So, we have, first and foremost, the Steelers who made it in because of that crazy ridiculousness between the Raiders and the Chargers. They are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Who's winning this game? I, I mean, gut feeling says the Chiefs, but they've been a little weird this year. They started off mm-hmm. really bad. And yeah, I'd honestly, Jackson Mahomes is a fucking curse, and <laughs> that's his brother, right, Jackson? Yes, yeah. yeah, I think his name is Jackson. He's a yeah, curse on that team somehow. <laughs> his TikToks have cursed him. 
Steelers gone to Super Bowl. I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. <laughs> That's for me. I, I want like, the. St- yeah. I'm picking the Steelers to win. I want the chaos solely for you, Tree. <laughs> yeah. Solely for you, Tree. I, yeah, I would love just to see what I, that the man might implode. But it's I, I, I want maximum <laughs> chaos most of the time. Chiefs are great. I love watching Mahomes, but like with everything that weird weird happens, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Endo, make a choice. Kansas City or Pittsburgh? I think Sin and I both officially went with Pittsburgh. Um, can I can I vote neither? Can I vote a tie? Wait, nope, you got to vote. We got to see who can have more success. Sin and I, who Endo do pay attention, because he's gonna just exactly everything. <laughs> exactly, that's what I want. It's what I want. Kansas City or Pittsburgh? Oh fuck! You guys are both gonna have TikTok dancers in the middle of the fucking field anyway. So let's just go with uh, Kansas City. There you go. And there goes to the favorite. He's got to get that right. I know it. <laughs> he is, too. He is, too. The Buffalo Bills That's and right, the baby. New England the Patriots. Bills. Let's go, Bills. They played well, in Toronto Endo's like choice. four fucking times. I have no clue of the team whatsoever. <laughs> I just I just like that they played in Toronto, even though like everyone here hated that they played in Toronto. They hated playing in Toronto. I don't give a Endo. fuck. The Bills, baby. Endo is that friend. Who's not into the sport at all, but he's at the party and it's like someone mentions Buffalo. He's like, fuck yeah, go Bills! I gotta fit in. (laughs) This is my foothold in the fitting in. (laughs) Nice Buffalo. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Uh, I'm going, I honestly, like, I'm going for the Pats, but I'm not holding my breath. I mean, I don't think a rookie quarterback has won in the playoffs since like 2012 or 2014 or some shit like that. Obviously, the, uh, the Bills should win this. They are in a better spot right now than the Patriots, but it's the Bills in the playoffs. That's, so yeah. who's to say? That that's my that's my argument. It's the Bills in the playoffs, and then they're going against uh, against Belichick, and mm-hmm. he's yeah he's he's very 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 good coach. And I know mm-hmm. I've I've liked Mac Jones. I, I have, best of all time. I think yeah. I I, I can't even dispute that. Um, I I, I have liked <laughs> Mac Jones. The thing that I worry about is what Bills. I think it was the Bills, like 34% of the snaps they've been able to pressure the QB. I saw that stat as I was working out today, actually. They had some fucking sports talk show on. And I was like, that's an interesting fucking stat. And I was like, oh, this is... And I forgot that they are playing the Bills. I'm like, oh, this is such a perfect matchup, too. He's just going to be trolling for, like, an entire week. And, uh, yeah, um, honestly, like... It, it, yeah, it is the Bills in the playoffs. They probably will win, but I'd rather see the Pats win. Just because, hey. for some reason, Buffalo, just their suffering makes me laugh. And so <laughs> it's because of architects. It it's 100% it because I of architects. the architect's reaction when they fold. It's going to be like, you're fucking trash. <laughs> just trash. Josh Allen should be better. Free Josh Allen. Trash. <laughs> I want to trade Josh Allen for Jacksonville's Josh Allen. We might win something. <laughs> oh, God. So, so far, uh, Sin and I both going with the underdogs. Endo is 100% going to win this prediction. Dude. A final wild card matchup in the AFC. The Las Vegas Raiders, which is still weird as shit, against the city. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Two teams who have sucked in the playoffs for almost my entire life. But one of them will actually win a playoff yeah. game. I, I don't know who though. I have to go with my dad. Uh, Carr. Carr has been. He's been a little weird as a QB, <laughs> but it's his goddamn time. Yes, go back to Oakland, indeed. I, I, <laughs> I, I can't even. Cho- I hate actually predicting them, but I want them mostly for my dad. But also, I, I think Carr's a good dude, and I want to hmm. see him succeed. 
and that's pretty much the sole reason. Like, there's no even analysis. I don't even analyze football enough to really know. I'm just like, go with them. But the Bengals have a pretty decent QB. Where were they? One of the ones that drafted someone pretty recently? Yeah, they have Joe Burrow, Thank and then they took the his teammate at LSU, Jamar Chase, yeah. who is... Like Randy mossing people. Yeah, <laughs> like they're pro- or okay. maybe not outright, but he's just so goddamn fast. Yeah, like uh, we'll ridiculous. see if they could stand up to the pressure. Obviously, he just he beat what Clemson and his last year, and he's got that awesome footage of him just smoking a cigar, walking and dead. Yeah. Like he's a badass. <laughs> I, I would. So fuck, I don't know. Like I, both of the teams are so weird and bad. Like I, I love Carr, but again, probably not going to win. But I feel like I have to predict that. <laughs> For me, it's similar. I think Cincy will win. One of my best friends is a Raiders fan and has suffered for a very long time. So I'm going for the Raiders on this one, which means Endo will probably pick the Bengals and go 3-0. and Just go opposite <laughs> of us, Endo, and you'll probably win. I just want to have fun. So do girls. <laughs> oh, Let's God. Go Endo. Vegas or Cincy. All right, he's Cincy, going for yeah. Cincy. Really quickly then to uh, go to the NFC side of things. I know a lot of people don't give a shit about football, but hey, again, we got we to gotta talk about it. It's the NFL it's playoffs. The Come on, way, you're going gonna, gonna to pay attention. <laughs> we have Philadelphia, the Eagles, taking on the defending Super Bowl champions, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sin, how do you see this one going? How many people on Philadelphia are injured? Seem to always be injured. <laughs> I, you know, I like Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm gonna go with Tom Brady. I'm never, ever, ever gonna bet against Tom Brady ever. And it's just, he's, he's. <sighs> All right, he's proven that he is the goat. And you can argue about raw talent between him and Rodgers, and I will. But yeah, I was like, mm, I, I was kind of, on, I was a little bit on the train of system QB. He goes away from Belichick's system and he wins. I'm like. All right, hands up. I, I have to give it up at this point. Like, all of it, 100%. He, 100% on him. He somehow got Antonio Brown to get his shit together for just long enough to win a Super Bowl, and then Antonio Brown fucking blew it again. I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's... That's the real talent. I will say, of course, as a Patriots fan, I am very much on the Tom Brady bandwagon. I'll never take anything away from the Peyton Mannings of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world. Great, great quarterbacks, all-timers. Uh, Endo, you're going for Philadelphia just to be... Uh, just to be the opposite. <laughs> Eagles, more like the Eagles, more like the losers. Ooh. Yeah, wah, I'm not going to I don't think they're going to win. You don't you don't bet against Tom Brady. I know I know a little bit about football except for the fact that um I don't know anything besides like, oh, Tom Brady's the best. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers takes fucking horse the warmer. Um let me see what else. Uh, Antonio Brown's a nutcase, unfortunately. Um uh, what, what is it? Uh, Johnny Manziel uh, did a, was a football guy once. Now he's a uh, crackhead. <laughs> and Johnny, Johnny Manziel, notable footballman. Yeah, that was a that was a you know and controlled football league player. The like, Eagles would win if they put that one fan in the game. He's got all the heart. I played two years varsity. I'm in the best shape of my life. Let's go, Eagles. Oh, and this is why we talk about football from time to time, everybody. <laughs> all heart, all heart, that guy. Fuck. Um, oh God. Yeah. What What other football knowledge do I know? Uh, I don't know. We'll talk it. We'll think about it. This be- yeah. The best. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go. Next. People jumping through tables. That's your football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's our culture. Uh, San Francisco and Dallas. 
I gotta be honest, I'd prefer San Francisco to win. I prefer both of these teams to just lose. To lose. <laughs> I hate San Francisco. I'm going Dallas. I hate San Francisco. I'm going Francisco. Dallas. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go then. Ah, fuck. Why, we've been, like, in line for all of our guesses so far. Uh, every single one, I yeah, know, we have yet to I diverge. I, <laughs> I, I legit don't like San Francisco, because I've been a Packers fan, and... In elementary mm. school, when they beat the Packers in this really big playoff <laughs> game, I was bullied at school hard the next day, like absolutely hard. And since that day, fuck the Niners. So I, and I also fuck the Cowboys. Uh, you know what? I, I'm gonna go with the Niners simply because I want to see Stephen A. Smith's little mini video when the Cowboys lose, if the Cowboys. Lose. Oh God. Mmm. <laughs> I really want to change my pick, but to make this interesting, I'll stay. <laughs> hey, I'll stay. Hey, skip. Okay. Oh, so, God. just 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 general question. Mm -hmm. the, the the Cowboys are the Maple Leafs of the NFL. Yes. Yes. They think they're fucking God's gift to Earth, and they haven't. They've won shit. more recently. They've won more recently, but yes, it is the fan base of every year is their year, no matter what. Yes. That sounds absolutely terrible. I don't want them to them. win. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with them. Yeah, I'm sympathy for being a Leaf. Just have them win. <laughs> Fuck it. And the final matchup, the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. Um. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Here's the thing. I, I, I would say Rams and then to discourage Kyler Murray so that he goes back and plays baseball for the A's. That's never happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to cheer if for only. Kyler Murray instead. The worst fucking first rounder spent by the Oakland A's. Oh, We're going to go with the Arizona Coyotes. Even though Deke has just been saying all year that they're pretenders. I don't know. They looked, they looked pretty good at times. Hey. Yeah. Like, no, I mean... We, we, we stand a short king. Let's go, Kyler Murray. I was going to say, is he like the <laughs> shortest QB in the league? Uh, Let's see. NFL quarterback. He lacks in size. Uh, he makes up for in by heart height and intangibles. Oh, uh, let's see. Is this from this year? Oh, God, it's not. Well, Russell Wilson's only 5'11", so that's there's, there's a real question there I as to whether or not he is. I swear he is like 5'11". Like with his oh, helmet God. on, so he's like five six <laughs> without the helmet. I will. Uh, it's like I will look Chara, this eight up. Feet on skates. <laughs> I will look this up. Me. I will say, like the Cardinals obviously started. He's five ten. Uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, so I don't know if he's the shortest, king. but let's go. Short came by NFL quarterback standards. Uh, the Cardinals started off the season great and then kind of blew it. The Rams have Matthew Stafford, the quarterback. <laughs> so as much as I want to root for Matthew Stafford's success. Um, they also lost, uh, the Rams lost one of the best receivers recently. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go for Arizona. So Sin and I literally are only differing on San Francisco and Dallas. Endo, Arizona or Los Angeles? Hold on one second. I gotta Montana, something really quick, look really quick. LA. Yeah, fuck you, Spanos. I'm going with Arizona. There you go. And Spanos is the, uh, <laughs> the Chargers zone, fuck not you, the Rams Spanos. zone. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck you, Spanos. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> Alright, so God, for everyone who was looking forward to uh, some lovely football talk, there it is for you. I don't know, maybe we'll clip that up and put it up on the Patreon. <laughs> maybe not. That was, hilarious. That was delightful. That, that was fun. That was great. We should, yeah. <laughs> I like I like talking about other sports. Yeah, we'll continue to follow along. You know, as best we can. 
To get into the hockey talk today, three quick little things before we start talking about the All-Star game and the, the nominees there. Uh, first and foremost, Eric Stahl uh, is trying to make a comeback effort here, which honestly, I, I'm surprised he didn't sign anywhere to begin with. Like, oh I don't know if he's truly cooked. He might be, you know, the wheels might not be what they were. Uh, but he has signed a, a tryout with the AHL's Iowa Wild, and apparently the game plan is to get him a spot on the Canadian Olympic team, which again, like, there was the list out there that looks totally fake. Again, we will talk more about the Olympics when the rosters are 100% set in stone, uh, similar to what the USA roster is, but even then, we're still a month away, so who knows. It's going to be Stalin Marlow leading them to a gold. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the trophy celebration, the gold medals are presented in slow motion. <laughs> and at 4 p.m., along with their dinners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Give me my gold after I've had my nap. Eric, get me my teeth. <laughs> I need to smile for the cameras. Patrick, I can't find mine either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Patrick Marlowe and Eric Stahl, the first two players to walk to the podium with the walker. <laughs> oh, God, I love them both. Hockey Hall of Famers, but goddamn. <laughs> Um, other good news. <laughs> Alex Statelock uh, is apparently making a comeback. He has missed all of this season so far due to a heart condition. He's been cleared, is currently on waivers at the time of recording. I can't imagine anyone will claim him to stay with Edmonton, uh, which means the Oilers could start this season with Smith and Koskinen and finish the year with uh, Staylock and Stuart Skinner. Uh, Stanley Cup, here we come, Edmonton Oilers. Staylock is going to, yeah, if Staylock does what he does, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to come back, but, dude, he he looked good at time, like, a lot. I remember when Minnesota, he kind of, he was playing over Dubnik before the Sharks acquired. This was a few years ago, obviously, but he was he was the guy for the Wild in the playoffs. I mean, you never know. Again, goalies are weird. As is Paul Bissonnette, who uh, tried to break a stick over his leg on the TNT broadcast and had to try and Ric Flair strut walk it off <laughs> to hide how much pain he was in. The TNT broadcast is amazing. Between that and Brad Marchand being like, yeah, you know, it's tough when we had the live mics on. We always try to be careful. You never know what shit might come out. See, oh, shit, I said it on live TV. <laughs> The TNT broadcasts are exactly what I was hoping they'd be. So similar to what the NBA does. They're incredibly entertaining. They knew exactly who the cast, when they brought, when they brought Biz Nasty on there, I was like, yeah, you guys have the perfect guy right there. It, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing how well their broadcast is doing. I mean, you saw especially how the numbers were for the Winter Classic. And that was like their first broadcast, like completely. And now that they have... Basically, Biz being an idiot on on the show and getting more viewers than ever. Hats off to those guys. They clearly know how to market a product better than we thought. I'm glad that the NHL's back on TNT. I can't see it here in Canada, but I just watch it on Twitter Oof. anyway. So there you go. I'm glad you so, Americans are enjoying it. I really am. Yeah, it's a good time. It's about time our hockey coverage finally kind of got yeah. up to par. For the love of God. In terms of marketing a product, though, that was an interesting choice of words because TNT is good at marketing the NHL. I don't know if the NHL is very good at marketing the All-Star game, though, nope. which, of course, will be happening with them not going to the Olympics. 
Um, obviously, there are some interesting stories. Jack Campbell, 12 years after being drafted, he's going to the All-Star game. Then you have someone Nathan, like Nathan McKinnon saying, how the hell is Nazem Kadri not an All-Star? So what we're going to do is pretty much go through every team and talk about, hey, what the hell? Or, hey, that was the right choice, right? And I want to start off in the Metro Division, uh, alphabetical, with the Carolina Hurricanes. Their two nominees, Frederick Anderson and Sebastian Ajo. Can't disagree with it at all. Freddie Anderson has a 926 save percentage in 24 games. Ajo leads the team with 37 points in 31 games. Uh, the next uh, highest score is Svechnikov, who is in the running for last man in, uh, which is the fan voting. He has 26 points in 31 games. Um... You know, maybe some... I mean, you could have argued Tavo, but I mean... At the end of the day, I can't disagree with Anderson and Ajo being all-stars. Yeah. I think they got that one right. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Because, again, the NHL has to have... At least, you gotta have one representative from every team. Which, again, was something Nathan McKinnon had mentioned as just being kind of ridiculous. The Blue Jackets nominee is Zach Wierenski. Now, obviously, you need to get some defensemen into the mix. He has 21 points in 33 games. He's obviously the best defenseman on that team. If you were going to go for a forward, I mean, Oliver Bjorkstrand is the team's leading scorer amongst forwards. He'll never get the respect that he deserves. Then Boone Jenner's behind him. If you're going to go for an all-star from the Blue Jackets, sure. I, I think that's where you take Wierenski. That's how you get a defenseman there. But you notice there, I, I mentioned the leading scorers. Uh, again, 23 points for Boone Jenner, 26 for Bjorkstrand. Um, but uh, a man currently on, uh, I think, COVID protocol is uh, Jake Voracek, who is the last man in nominee. 25 points. Uh, one goal, 24 assists for Jake <laughs> Voracek. Put him on a line uh, with Ovi. <laughs> God damn, could you imagine? God. Whew. That'd be ridiculous. So, so far, we're two for two. I can't disagree. The New Jersey Devils, their representative is Jack Hughes. No disagreement. Nope. 20 points in 20 games. The face right now of the New Jersey Devils. That's another good pick. No complaints. We're fine. So, hey, maybe this isn't all that bad. They're three for three so far. Hold, hold, hold on. We got to the New York Islanders. Their representative again. They went for another defenseman. It is Adam Pellick with their last man in uh, nominee being Matt Barzal. Last man nominee, by the way, for the Devils is Jesper Bratt. There's no chance in hell unless the Devils fans go crazy in the voting. Um, Adam Pellick, obviously not going to have the sexiest point totals. I imagine it could have been Ryan Pollock if uh, he wasn't injured and limited to 12 games. We've talked about the Islanders' struggles pretty much all season long. Um, you can go for Pellick. You need defensemen to be representatives. Barzal's leading this team, but only has 22 points in 26 games with seven goals. It's It's been rough. Ilya Sorokin kind of got jobbed. He has a 925 save percentage in 21 games. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of the other goalie nominees, of course, we already heard about Freddie Anderson. Uh, the Penguins have a, a certain uh, goalie representative, as do the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, I mean, for Sorokin, it's understandable. Um, you can only have so many goalies, but at the same time, and I'll, I'll jump ahead here in the alphabetical order list, the Penguins have Tristan Jari and Jake Gensel. 
Tristan Jari deserves to be an all-star this season. As crazy as that is, I know we all meaned him to death after the playoffs last year. He has, he still has a 929 with a 205 goals against average. He's been phenomenal. But on the same coin, like, again, I don't know. Like, Adam Pellick, he's fine. Just a more defense defenseman. Again, Jari's great. Their last man nominee in Pittsburgh is Jake Gensel. Yeah. And honestly, Jake Gensel shouldn't even be a last man in nominee. Guy has 35 points in 30 games. Uh, Jake Gensel is an incredible player. Uh, I do believe Jay Fresh just put up a... Uh, he, he did a vote amongst his community. And uh, yeah, hey, uh, Jake Gensel was voted the most uh, underappreciated forward in the league. And he just might be. He is that good. So, you know, already we're kind of seeing some players get kind of jobbed, but you can see why. The Rangers have Adam Fox and Chris Kreider. Cannot disagree with that at all. They have both been incredible. Obviously, Adam Fox is the reigning Norris winner, and Chris Kreider we talk about every damn show because he doesn't stop scoring. Their last man in is Mika Zibanejad, which, you know, uh, it's funny because, like, team-leading scorer Artemi Panarin isn't going. He wasn't nominated. He's not even the last man in. Uh, Kreider and Zibanejad both have 34 points. Kreider with the 23 goals. Um... Again, goalie-wise, Igor Shesterkin, 939 save percentage in 22 games, but not going to the All-Star game. I get that the goalie competition was tough, but I would send Shesterkin over Freddie Anderson and just leave Carolina with Sebastian Ajo. I think that's more than fair. That's it's a, it's a, I mean, again, are the Rangers still ahead of the... Uh, I think they're still ahead of the Hurricanes in the standings. If not, it's it's pretty close. Maybe the Canes are are still ahead. No, the Rangers are uh ah, well points percentage. 34 point uh, 34 games, 50 points for Carolina, 38 games, 52 points for the Rangers. So Carolina is uh the second best team in the league in terms of point percentage right now. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Philadelphia. You get Claude Giroux in what could be his last season in Philly. Sure. You're not taking Carter Hart or Martin Jones. Uh, you're not taking any of their defensemen. You're going to go for Claude Giroux or Cam Atkinson. I can't disagree with it. That's fine, too. And then the Capitals, Alex Ovechkin, with Evgeny Kuznetsov as a secondary option. That's all well and good. So, for, I mean, for the Metro Division, like I said, uh, trust stick with me on this. It, it's It's a building. It's building. Metro Division, you can have some arguments. For the most part, though, you look at that and say, okay, yeah, I can see what they're doing. You have to have one representative per team. That's all well and good. Then you get to the Atlantic, and that's where the shady shit starts. The Boston Bruins nominee is Patrice Bergeron. I love Patrice Bergeron with all my heart and soul. Patrice Bergeron is third in team scoring. For the Bruins. 28 points in 33 games. Uh, obviously, uh, you have David Posternock now at 30 points in 34. It's very good. Brad Marchand has 41 points in 29 games. He is not the Bruins representative, nor is he the last man in vote. That belongs to Charlie McAvoy, who is incredible in his own way. And, yeah... I'd love to see Charlie McAvoy as an all-star. I think he deserves it. 
What the hell is this? I think it's no Brad Marchand. It's a theme to me. It's like these like people who Marchand has the reputation. Kadri has the reputation. They, I, I, I don't know. I, that's it's kind of a sneaking sort of feeling to me that that's sort of what it's about, and it's very, very weird. Brad Marchand currently is seventh in league scoring, and he will not be at the All-Star game. And again, as Sin alluded towards, that is not the uh, most egregious example, but absolutely ridiculous that Brad Marchand is not there. Another reason why this rule is pretty ridiculous, the Buffalo Sabres have to have an All-Star nominee. Uh, they again went for a defenseman with Rasmus Dahlin. Again, not bad at all. 22 points in 36 games. Um, he is, I believe, second on the team in scoring. Um, the uh, funny thing is, uh, I believe Kyle Okpozo is leading this team in scoring uh, with 23 points in 34 games. So good for Kyle Okpozo. But, uh, and actually, then there's Tage Thompson as well, who is the last man in nominee, who has the same stat line, 23 and 34. So, you know, again, you got to pick something from Buffalo. Darlene's fine. Detroit. Dylan Larkin with the last man in nominee being Lucas Raymond. Larkin is the team leading scorer, I do believe, uh, with 32 points in 33 games. Lucas Raymond has 30 points in 38. So based off of percentages, yeah, Dylan Larkin's the guy. Could you not have just sent Lucas Raymond, though? Have some fun with it. I mean, come on. This freaking guy, he's a rookie, has 30 points in 38 games. Send Lucas Raymond. Let's have some fun with this. Florida. Goes for Jonathan Huberdeau with Barkoff being the last man in nominee. Again, you, you can't you can't really disagree with it. Jonathan Huberdeau, by the way, has 47 points in 36 games. Uh, he is fifth right now in league scoring. He is unbelievable. Kind of nuts. Um, Barkoff did miss time. He's at 27 points in 23 games. So, yeah, Jonathan Huberdeau, clearly the guy. Um, talk about underrated stars. Jake Ensel, Jonathan Huberdeau, two very underappreciated people. And then Montreal, Nick Suzuki, who is leading his team in points with 19. <laughs> Rip. 19 Ooh. points. I, I, I had to take a second there. I'm like, wait, everyone else mm -hmm. you mentioned is like point per game at least, at least. Yeah. And it's like, hey, Nick, how you doing? I got 19. Is that a good number? No. I mean, on your team, probably, yeah, but that's unfortunate. This format of everybody gets, like, here's the thing, right? And we can talk about this. The idea of everyone gets a participation trophy and how people use that, and that's a fucking insult. That's like that. their projection, but yeah, there's, there's it issues is. with this. <laughs> just keeping this for what it is, the idea of every team gets an all-star for the sake of marketing is fucking stupid. <laughs> like Brad Marchand not going to the all-star game. Think now. Remember how I said this was a setup of all the people that I've mentioned so far that aren't going, but Nick Suzuki's going with 19 points. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. The, the, the name all-star, the term, it doesn't mean anything. At this point, Ottawa uh, has Drake Batherson with Brady Kachuk as the last man in nominee. Batherson, 29 points in 25 games. Team leading scorer. Can't disagree with it. 
Um, kind of surprised Thomas Shabbat wasn't thrown in there for last man, and even though he's not having the best season, but hey, if you need defenseman, he's a good one to add. So again, not not the worst or most egregious example. And then we get Tampa with Andre Vasilevsky and Victor Hedman, and the Toronto Maple Leafs with Austin Matthews and Jack Campbell. Um, you know, for Hedman, like I said, it's he's he has thirty nine points in thirty nine games, dude. He's unreal. Stamkos is their last man in nominee who has 45 points in 38. So it's kind of a shame that just... Out, like, again, Steven Stamkos is not guaranteed a spot at the All-Star game, but Nick uh, Nick Suzuki is. Yeah. It's nothing against the Habs or Nick Suzuki. I think Nick Suzuki is a great young player. He's on a garbage-ass team that shouldn't have representation at the All-Star game. Uh, and then, obviously, I mean, Austin Matthews and Jack Campbell certainly deserve to be there. So those are the Eastern Conference representatives at the moment. And already, even without taking a look at the West, it's just like, mm, is, this, is this really, is this really an All Star game? My thoughts, at least. Yeah, the the NHL, like, they were so against the old John Scott thing and how much of a joke that was. And granted, it wasn't like you know, it's is he an All Star? Technically not. The fans wanted to see it. That was probably one of the most watched and talked about All Star games ever. Um, it has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Here's the NHL wanting to throw people in there who clearly aren't all stars. So it's like, what was your problem with John Scott? And yet you're going to throw Ryan Suzuki in there just because you quote unquote have to like, sorry, he's not an all star. He simply isn't. Yeah, he's yeah, like you said, good player, shit team. What's what, like what? What is the definition of this? These aren't the best players. Like I would watch the All Star game in the past, like because it was cool to see all the best players. Even when it was that East versus West, like five on five stuff. Even bef- before mm-hmm. the Sharks were even getting anyone in there. And then that one year we had mm-hmm. the uh, the Marlowe, Thornton, and Heatley line. Like we had an entire line mm-hmm. in the All Star game. Like that was cool because we fucking earned it. Like we they were crazy together. Like I, I don't know. It's just yeah, it's just kind of weird with that, and it seems like really bad market. Because, like, who, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The, go ahead. He's not face face Suzuki no, yet. He's like, not. Of all things, if the NHL wanted to grow the sport and grow showcase our talent, they would have an NHL game and a Young Stars game and showcase the young talent that's going to be coming up from the beginning. The yeah. NBA's done it. They've done a celebrity game, too. Like, But God knows how many fucking celebrities play hockey. Not a lot. Drake does. Drake plays hockey. Drake versus Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber. Yeah, Let's go. <laughs> yeah, do that. But just, I, I, I don't know, like, what, what is with the NHL and marketing their stuff? <laughs> Drake versus Justin Bieber versus Natcher after watching him lay the oh body on social God. media. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, my God. Let's, let's, let's talk about that Make it a two-on-two. Two. Yeah, oh, and get Architect God. just throwing haymakers in the fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, just... It just blows my mind because you're they're doing so well with getting them out there. Like it reminds me of the one time the Leafs had to have what Roman fucking was it Roman Polak? No, it was a Leo Komarov was our yep. our star represent, representative for that. That that was like one of our like worst seasons on record. And mm. I'm like, at this point, you should be putting the top players there because they're the all stars, not all schmucks. Like I get having the 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 vote change after John Scott and the the John Scott incident happened, which became like one of the greatest like stories after, and then him getting a podcast and him getting a something ha- like a spot in the Goon movie and all this and all that afterwards, his career was over. But just I I don't know like what's going on there. 
you have a clear opportunity to showcase what you have and to market the game. And this is the one thing that you've been fighting for because of the Olympics. And you have a chance right now to do it. And then you fuck it up by doing stuff like this. Come on. It's going to be a good event. But at the same time, it's not going to be what it could be. Bring back East versus West. People like that. People is it going to be a good event, though? I mean, like, like, I don't know about you guys, but like in terms of the idea of like this three on three or whatever division versus division mini tournament, like I, I don't that. really have interest in that. I don't have interest in the skills competition. You remember the last time when it was in fucking St. Louis and they had the players shooting pucks over the crowd, oh, that was but like they'd hit they'd hit the closest target and it'd be worth more than the the, the other target down the furthest. Like, like the skills competition has lost all of its. Uh, uh, pomp and circumstance to it the all-star game certainly has yeah and this is another reason as to why with these ridiculous rules like oh mandatory players and i'll kind of breeze over it like arizona has clayton keller mm -hmm. 26 points in 34 what? games I was yeah clayton keller is like, an all-star for arizona Mocha. well see that's where i was going with this like you have shane goss to spare 23 points in 34 games so only three points behind clayton keller as a defenseman uh carl vamelka why the hell not? He has a 9-10 in 20 games on the Coyotes. Why the hell isn't this kid an all-star? Shit. Weird. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, clearly maybe the not picking the right there, but Yeah, like... At least the Chicago Blackhawks got it right. Alex Dabrinkit. 30 points in 37 games. You'd Future think he had captain. more, but... Uh, Future, captain. Future captain Alex Dabrinkit. <laughs> Um, obviously they could have gone with Patrick Kane. Probably don't want to do that right about now. Not going to be uh, and, uh, <laughs> Patrick Kane. <laughs> Seth Jones is their last man in nominee. Uh, in fairness to Seth Jones, you know, him putting up points is never a problem. He is 25 and 35. Um, but yeah, so not the most egregious. And then we get to Colorado. Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr are both in. Rightfully so, yeah. especially Kale McCarr. God. And Nathan McKinnon has 35 points in 23 games. Here is the problem. Miko Rantanen has 40 points in 30 games. He is uh, eighth currently in league scoring. He will not be at the All-Star game. Nazem Kadri, 48 points in 30 games in the last man in voting. He is fourth in the league in scoring, only behind Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Ovechkin. Ahead of Huberdeau. Ahead of Stamkos. What the... I, I have to agree with Sin, and I know I want to know your take on this. Like, Brad Marchand's not there at all, and Kadri won't be there unless he gets voted in. Just a little bit, little bit fishy, a little bit suspicious, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the writing's on the wall there. They clearly don't want certain people with certain histories at the show, which is understandable. But at the same time, if you're going to promote an all-star event for being all-star talent, you got to have that there. You got to have... We had John fucking Scott! The biggest, like, not the biggest enforcer, but the guy who had, like, three career NHL goals! Hmm. What?! Have it be fun. You're, you're ruining the non-fun. Bring the fun back. Let let them just fuck around and find out. Like, come on. <laughs> For the Dallas Stars, 
they at least got it right. It's Joe Pavelski, which will surely put a smile on Sin's face. 35 points in 33 games. Jason Robertson as well, 32 points in 27. I, again, love Jason Robertson. What a goddamn player. He's the last man in vote. Um, kids 22. Like, again, Gensel, Huberdeau. I put Jason Robertson in that category. Like, people don't talk about how good of a player he is enough. So I'm at least glad he got that bit of a shout. And then we get to Minnesota. Kirill Kaprizov. That's fine. Team leading scorer, 40 points in 32 games. And Cam Talbot. What? What? Who has a 909 save percentage in 24 games. Cam Talbot going to the All-Star game. Wait, for sure? He's not like a last man in? Oh, he's not last man what? in. He's in. Cam Talbot's an All-Star, baby. <laughs> Sin looks absolutely gobsmacked. Again, Carl Vamelka has a higher save percentage on the fucking Coyotes. I got nothing against Cam Talbot. But what the fuck? That didn't make sense, but all right. I think that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make here. I'm going the long way around to get to that point, but this does not make any sense. More so than usual. Ridiculous. And Ryan Hartman uh, is their last man in nominee. 28 points in 33 games, but Ryan Hartman's the last man in nominee. Really uh, Matt Zuccarello is a point per game at 27 and 27. Um... I, I can't explain this. I cannot. It's brutal. Nashville. Only uh, for sure person that's in is UC Soros. Thank God. Smart enough to have UC Soros there. Roman Yossi. 38 points in 36 games as a defenseman is their last man in nominee. He's not even guaranteed a spot. Not to mention, Mikhail Granlin. 33 points in 36 Matt Duchesne, point-per-game player, 34 in 34. Do you see the inconsistencies here, fellas, with the voting? Yeah. And how this is set up. Not that you didn't to begin with, but my God, as this this lovely headband on my headset's giving me fits. There we go. <sighs> St. Louis has Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas. I can't necessarily... Disagree. I mean, Jordan Cairo's sick. He has 37 points in 33 games. That's fine. Robert Thomas has 28 and 30. Sure. Sure. Um, again, it, the more you look at these, the more you break it down, it's like, okay. We, we, we see what's going on here. But for Winnipeg, Kyle Connor has made the ice, uh, has made the All-Star game. Mark Shifley, the uh, backup behind him. Kyle Connor, team-leading scorer, 37 points in 34 games. Thank God for that. Uh, Mark Shifley, by the way, uh, 23 in uh, 28 games, so not the most impressive. But there isn't a division here so far. We looked at three divisions, and I mean, aside from the Metro, where, again, you can kind of look at stuff. It's just, what even is this? And then the Pacific Division, Anaheim's nominee, John Gibson. Last man in. Troy Terry. Are you fucking kidding me? All right, I'm sorry. That's I love stupid. Troy Terry. Where is Zegra? He's the fucking, oh my God, the literal most oh marketable my God. player in the NHL right now. The literal most marketable player in the NHL right now, and he's not going to the All-Star game. You guys, I'm sorry, NHL, what are you? 
Like it should be John Gibson. What, what is what, Go ahead. what are Gibson's numbers? Because in my opinion, it should be Zegris and Troy Terry. But what are Gibson's nine seventeen save percentage with a two sixty four goals against it is average? It's not bad, good. but it's not great. It is pretty good, but yeah, I, I don't understand not having Zegris there. What, I what mean, again, Zegris Trevor Zegris. Zegris has twenty seven points in thirty three games as a twenty year old, and Troy Terry. Who I don't believe is hurt. He's on non-roster with uh, COVID protocol right now. Has 36 points in 38 games with 22 goals. Yeah. It's a it's an easy slam dunk. Bring Trevor Zegers to the All Star game. It's the same thing we mentioned uh, a little bit early on in terms of the the talented players that are there. Just you, you have them use use them again for Arizona like. Depending on the goaltending, like if if it's even within the division, Calgary is Johnny Goodrow. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Goodrow, I believe, is still top ten in scoring. He is tenth right now in the league. That makes a lot of sense. Their secondary option, the last man in, is Matthew Kachuk, which is fine. However, Jake Markstrom has a nine twenty four save percentage in twenty five games. How does Jake Markstrom not have John Gibson's spot yeah. to allow Troy Terry or Trevor Zegers to just outright go to the All-Star game? Makes sense. It makes too much sense, clearly. Laugh. My God. Laugh, cry a lot. That's what we're that's what I'm doing right now, because this is ridiculous. The wrong guys are going. It's, it's wrong like kid we... died. I yeah. knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, just I knew like, it. come on. <laughs> What, what more do you want? Proper people to get right, like, re like respect that they deserve. You, the, 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 the guy who has the greatest <laughs> goal so far this season. With the sequence. <laughs> like, I, it doesn't make any sense. You have the, the like, again, the most done, marketable. Right? He's, he's legit short-circuiting. Yeah, yes. we are the almost most done. marketable player is not going. How the fuck? You don't want him doing fucking Michigans and doing all this crazy shit on the fucking thing? You're supposed to have fun, right? Let the guy who's having the most fun every single fucking night while playing the sport out there. I mean, if you're not going to take the best guy available, take the guy who will make the most memorable moments. Like, there's no point. Like, hopefully Ovi goes. He was nominated. He might not go, yeah. as is tradition. Like, a lot of these guys like Ovi, Crosby, you know, famously does not go. They don't care. They'd rather take the suspension. But how much does it mean to a Trevor Zegris that he gets to go and he gets to showcase his skills? Again, it's so easy. For Edmonton, McDavid and Dreisaitl are nominated and hopefully going. Darnell Nurse is their last man in nominee with 14 points in 27 games. Again, like I don't know That's if it's name. sorted by division instead of conference, but for the love of God, Shane Gostas Bear deserves more of a shout. By the way, uh, Arizona's last man in was Phil Kessel. Phil, Phil Kessel has 23 points in 34 games, the same point total as Shane Gostas Bear, <laughs> but Phil Kessel gets to go. Potentially, if he's voted in. It's the dumbest. For the LA Kings, Adrian Kempe is their nominee. Uh, much to crash Andrew's delight. Kempe has 23 points in 37 games. 16 goals, but 23 points in 37 games. Where's Kopitar? At 33 points in 37 games. 10 more points. He's healthy. 
but they didn't they didn't send Anze Kopitar. I don't I don't know why. I I don't know why. Kempe's been good this season with the goal scoring, but can we not like unless unless Anze's like, don't fucking pick me, I'm not going. Like Anze Kopitar is 34. This might be one of the last All-Star games he gets a chance to make. Celebrate the guy properly. And then Drew Doughty is their last man in with uh, 19 points in 18 games. In terms of point production, Drew Doughty's great. However, you, you remember how I mentioned goaltenders. Jonathan Quick has a 921 save percentage in 23 games. He has better numbers than John Gibson. Send Jonathan Quick for one last all-star hurrah. Leave John Gibson at home. Bring Trevor Zegras. Easy. It's so easy. The San Jose Sharks nominee is Timo Meyer. The last man in nominee is Logan Couture. Get fucked, Tomas Hurdle. Yeah, apparently. Get fucked, apparently. Because they know he's going to get traded. Sorry, son. Oh, my God. (laughs) In fairness. Again, he's um, he's another face. Like, if they get him out there, they see his personality. Like, we love him in San Jose a lot because of his personality and the weird quotables he has with his broken English and and he's just a lovable dude. He's happy as hell all the time. I, I don't. I, yeah, it, it's again that's silly. Meyer is the outright option yeah, in terms of points. He's, he's been, um, Couture is slightly ahead of of Hurdle in terms of point production. Again, Darnell Nurse was up there for last man in, but Brent Burns has 26 points in 38 games. Eric Carlson has 22 and 30. And I'd hope if he wasn't injured, James Reimer would get a shout for goalie. He has a 9-16 in 20 games. That's, I believe, uh, compared to the 9-17 of John Gibson. So Meyer making it is the right move. It's much better than the 8-90 we got from Martin Jones. The Seattle Kraken's nominee, Jordan Eberle. Yeah. Uh, Everly has 24 points in 34 games, second highest uh, point percentage amongst forwards. Jared McCann, slightly above him. Jordan Everly is, I guess, more marketable and maybe the more high-skilled player you want to put on display. Uh, their last-man-in vote is Mark Giordano. I can't imagine he would make it in. Um, has 11 points in 30 games. So for Seattle, uh, you're certainly not going for goaltending. Um Jaden Schwartz is hurt, so yeah, Eberle or McCann, that's fine. Uh, we all know it would have been uh, Tanev uh, for sure if he wasn't. Now, no, yeah. w- no, see, it wouldn't have been, but it should have been. What? If Tanev didn't get hurt, if Tanev didn't get hurt, it should have been him for how marketable he is. They still probably would have sent Jordan Eberle. Based off of this list, that's a logical conclusion that we can make. Okay. Okay. The Vancouver Canucks have Thatcher Demko. Going to the All-Star game, JT Miller is the other option. Demko, 916 save percentage, sure. Um, JT Miller leading the Canucks in points at 36 and 36, the only point-per-game player on the team. Quinn Hughes has 28 points in 35 games. Nah, not even a sniff of, of last man in for, for Quinn Hughes. It just it just doesn't. He should be going to be cool, Jack and Quinn. Like, if you're looking for another defenseman, right, why have Mark Giordano? I mean, I know that you have to have Mark Giordano in, but the idea is, oh, well, another defenseman might go. Why not have Quinn Hughes in? Why not just have JT Miller outright go to the All-Star? And then the Vegas Golden Knights, Alex Petrangelo and Mark Stone, both in. 
Jonathan Marcheseau, last man in. Uh, Mark Stone has 25 points in 22 games. Tough to disagree with that. Yep. Um, Alex Petrangelo has 24 points in 37 games. I mean, again, I've mentioned some defenseman's numbers that kind of rival that, so I don't really know how he's outright in. Um, Wait, he's outright and then, in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Alex Petrangelo is outright over, in the All-Star over game. Over Quinn Hughes? Okay, yeah. Over Quinn Hughes, Over yes. Theodore as well. But, I mean... Yes. Yeah, I think Theodore is currently non-roster. Yeah, Theodore is currently non-roster. Uh, COVID protocol. But still, Theodore has the better numbers in production. And then I mentioned um, Jonathan Marcheseau. He has 27 points in 34 games. That's a .79 point per game average. There is somebody on this team who has a .95 compared to Marcheseau's .79. Who is it? And that is uh, Chandler Stevenson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who is significantly outproducing Jonathan Marcheseau. But fuck you, Chandler Stevenson. This time, no, name value does matter. And we can't have Chandler Stevenson there. So what have we learned, everybody? Uh, the point points are made up and nothing matters. Or everything's made up and the points don't matter. There we go. That's yep. what I got there. I got there in the end. Sorry, I'm just... And that's it. I'm just... I just read something on Twitter that made my brain fucking hurt. Oh, boy. It's in relation to... I think we're talking about it later, but yeah, I'll talk about it later. Uh, yeah, send me... Uh, send me whatever it is and we'll... Okay. See if it's worth it was a up, it was a comment that someone left on the um on the uh Oh god, let's not bring it let's okay. not bring up Twitter comments. Oh my god. It was about, in relation to Aisha Vishram and her um becoming possibly one of the first women. Yeah, uh, I don't want to bring it up trainer. then. Already, yeah. yeah, I'd like to not bring up a comment and just celebrate the fact that there's going to be uh, for the LA Kings tonight um a, a woman behind no, no, the bench no, no, no. It, for it the was, It was funny to me. Ever. It's not like offensive funny, but it's like a weird fucking comparison. I'm like, "Holy shit, that's that's Terrible. Go for it, and let's see what you. Let's see if you get canceled. Someone equated this to Rosa Parks. <laughs> All right, Endo's officially canceled. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. someone. I'm just like, wow. That's a, that's the wildest comparison. I mean, I understand like it's, it's big for the game, but I don't think it's a civil rights. It's not, which is why we don't bring up Twitter comments on the show. <laughs> but well, you know what? Sometimes, much like uh, that All Star game may have floundered oh, for man. some people going through, and uh, Endo Endo just made sure that uh, me talking about how shit the NHL is in terms of their All Star structure uh, wasn't the worst thing on the show. <laughs> so thank oh you. man, what a fucking take! Well, I'm, I'm I apologize, but that was like too like it like made my brain stop, and I'm like, what? Fair enough. Okay. So, anyways, back on Sin, the regular program. And uh, in general, like, look, people are like, "Oh man, you gotta rant and rave about the All Star game." This is as close as I'm getting to it because uh, we've known for a while that the All Star game has been shit. The selection process for players is shit, and as you have heard now over the past little bit, it's still shit. Yeah, I'm and it's the reason why I will not be watching the All Star game. I have better things to do. I was just gonna say that I probably won't be watching it again. Here, I can't remember the last one I watched. Honestly, uh. The John Scott one, I remember that. Maybe I watched the one after. I don't know, but that's really the main one I watched. Yeah. Like, I normally watch the skills comp, but in terms of the actual all-star game itself, it has been a very, very, very long time. John Scott game, certainly, but even then, yeah, there aren't too many examples of me actually watching the all-star game. And obviously, I mean, amongst the three of us, we are... 
in that top percentile of, of diehard hockey fans, we have a podcast about it, and uh, we don't plan on watching the All-Star game. So who is the All-Star game for, exactly? That's the problem with the NHL right now. With that, let's get to our little day-by-day segment as we do. A couple of other talking points here to round out the show. We'll flash back to Tuesday night. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Buffalo Sabres 6-1. to We said it uh, last week, there have been some ridiculously high-scoring games as of late. I don't know what the hell is going on. It has to be because of all the different lineup changes and how many people are in and out of the lineup. Um, Andre Palat's 15th of the year. Sorelli's 10th. Stamkos has 17 goals. Not an all-star, though. Uh, and Nikita Kucherov scored a hat trick because, of course, he did. He's got four goals on the year already, at least as of Tuesday night. Tampa is 24-9-5. And again, Kucherov has not been there for the majority of the season. The uh, the three-peat might just be alive and well. Yeah, they still look pretty damn good. And, uh, God, remember when the Sabres were like 4-0? Oh? <laughs> They're 10-19-6 <sighs> after that. Or going into that. I don't know. Either way, fuck. Hmm. <laughs> The Florida Panthers allegedly played a hockey game on Tuesday night against the Vancouver Canucks. Florida won that game 5-2. to two. You know who else won? Sam Reinhart, two goals, up to 11 on the year. Sasha Barkov scored his 15th. Aaron Eckblad has 10 as a blue liner. Um, those are stats I just named off that I don't know if anybody else on earth could name off because uh, something happened on Tuesday. Um... Boys, what happened on Tuesday? Who who wants to uh, who wants yeah, to give I'll, I'll, I'll take on this, this first? It's a very delicate subject, and I'll uh, have to take the lead on that. A very famous. You are using the word "take" way too much in terms of this conversation. <laughs> There's a, very, a lot uh, to give. There's a lot to give. Hip uh, hip hop icon Kodak Black was in his uh, in his sweet box. and uh, next to the in, team's front office. Yes, next suite. to the team's front office, he he was in. In, in his own uh, uh, press box, and then he was potentially also in another type. Uh, never mind, that's too far. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna finish that. Um, <laughs> let's, let's just say Bobby Lou uh, almost saw someone else's Bobby. Let's just say. Um, so here's the thing. like it's been brought up that oh they weren't actually doing what it looked like they were doing. She was dancing on him. His pants are up. That's who knows who the heck knows he was looked hammered in any video that I've seen. I don't even know what's going on. So he doesn't even know what's going on. It was a spectacle. And of course, only in Florida. First, you had Kevin Spacey, which was going to be good. And then it wasn't. Now you got Kodak Black. And yeah, NHL refuses to even make a comment on it, which is uh, Never oh, well, they, they had the tweet saying, hey, everybody, yeah. Kodak Black is here. And that tweet is no longer out there. Oh, my God. That was the greatest. NHL stays taking L's, dude. And it's the funniest thing on the planet if it wasn't so sad. But they do it to oh, themselves no. half the time. It is beautiful in a sense, though, that, again, it, it almost you almost want to embrace stuff like this. Because how many people learn that the Florida Panthers are a hockey team? <laughs> Because Kodak Black may have had sex with somebody at the game. Like, the amount of attention that this got on social media, on TikTok, come on, man. Like, I'm going to look up the, uh, I'm going to look up the view count on the video right now. What do you guys think the view count happened to be on the original tweet 
for this video of this clip. I'm going to say it probably eclipsed the Trevor Zegers thing of his uh I think it did. Fairness, I'm gonna, yeah. Like 3 million. 3 million easy. Let me see what that Trevor Zegers uh, clip has as well, but I don't know if I'll be able to find that one. Um, yeah, it's fine. Just as easy at this stage. The good. Kodak Black clip on Twitter. I'm say five. Has seven point eight million Yo! views. The price That's is right. Marketing. I was hired, but holy shit! That's beautiful. What the hell? NHL is running a perfect opportunity to be like, yeah, that's a Kodak moment. Like, come on. Like, like. Oh, man. It's it's going to be, most likely, by the end of the year, the most viewed clip related to the National Hockey League this season. Lol. Embrace it. I'm not saying bring Kodak Black all the time, but don't delete the tweet. You know, you gotta, much like Kodak Black, you gotta lean into it a little bit. Yeah, do it like that, that weird... <laughs> Double A baseball, whoever the hell that was, the something. Oh my god! Who had that the, very the Portland Pickles, baby. <laughs> the most problematic pick. pick I've ever seen. Did they delete it? No, they played <laughs> off of it. They like fuck. Laugh at yourself, NHL. Seriously, like personality. We've been pining for personality in the NHL, and they just shut it down at every single fucking moment possible. Oh, you got personality. <laughs> That's there was a thin, <laughs> a thin layer of fabric. From turning that from a grinding, like, Jamaican dance hall, Dutty Wine kind of thing, into, like, full-on, like, going at it kind of thing. Man, but I just think the the the, the timing of everything. Because you have one guy recording it, going it on. You have people who are right underneath of them, not knowing what the hell is happening. Everyone else around them is seeing all this happen. The press box is seeing this happen with everyone in the Flyers, uh, flyer, in the, uh, what is it? The, the Panthers, Panthers organization uh, seeing that. <laughs> it was perfect. It was, it was literally a Kodak moment. And, of course, it's Kodak Black, who has been relevant in, like, God, how long? It's been a while. My God, the... Roberto Luongo yes, tweet really as well good. as the perfect way to sum it up. PA announcer, please keep your eyes on the puck at all times. Everyone, okay. Kodak, honey, turn around. It's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. Just an all-time moment. Yeah, that, an all-time NHL that ties moment. ties that segment up beautifully. Thank you, Roberto. Also on Tuesday, the Chicago Blackhawks beat the Columbus Blue Jackets 4-2. Alex DeBrinkett, oh, captain, future captain, two goals, up to 23 on the season. The rightful, uh, I was gonna say, the rightful Hall of Fame nominee. Put him in already. Someone who can actually <laughs> lead that organization to good things. Uh, on the flip side, Boone Jenner, 14 goals on the year. Again, good for Boone Jenner. Not going to the All-Star game, though. Fuck you, Boone, apparently. Uh, the Nashville Predators beat the Colorado Avalanche 5-4 in overtime. Tanner Janot, uh, 12th of the season. Again, good uh, name for the rookie race. Luke Coonan, two goals up to seven on the year. Uh, Hut Lord Matt Duchesne with two goals up to 16 on the year. Again, not an all-star, though. Point per game, Matt Duchesne. How? Like, how do you not celebrate Matt Duchesne after a comeback season like this? He's a hot all-star. Um, there you go. There you go. And uh, shout out to Kale McCarr, who scored again another great goal. Pretty much every show, we talk about Chris Kreider scoring, Kyle Connor scoring, Kale McCarr scoring. It's just, it is what it is. 
the more serious talking point, though, surrounding the Avs has been, um, I mean, he's not necessarily a prospect at this stage, but uh, Bowen Byram uh, stepping away from the team due to uh, concussion-related issues and actually being willing to have that information out there and to be shared. And pretty much all I can say is I am so happy that sports have changed. Yeah. Because it wouldn't have been all that long ago that a player like Bowen Byram, 20 years old, fourth overall in 2019, you you have to tough it out. You have to get out there. You have to prove your merits as a draft pick like that. You and Nolan Patrick, get out there. We We gave up a top four pick for you guys. Get out there. And then what happens? They likely take another hit, maybe another two or three after that, and done before they're thirty. Like just, I mean, obviously it's it's a it's a relief to know that a player like this, even at twenty years old, can be able to say, "I am I am not okay and should not be playing right now." And that knowing that if Colorado were to essentially punish him for it, that they would take a lot of heat and rightfully so. It's just really sad. So. That he's already going through that shit, and it's been like such a lingering thing, and like keeps coming back. It's just, man, we we still have a lot to learn around head injuries, and yeah, that's it's it's just a tough situation. I, I feel for the guy, and I feel bad for him, but again, I'm glad he's doing the right things, and hopefully, it just continues to shed light on the topic. Absolutely. Uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Vegas Golden Knights. Hey, Ender, we get to talk about a Leafs win for a couple of seconds. Uh, the Leafs beat the Golden Knights 4-3 in a shootout. Nylander 16th of the year. All-star Matthews is 23rd. And Ilya Mikheyev scored again. Uh, is the hype level still uh, <laughs> at DEFCON 1 levels? Because, I mean, my God. All of a sudden, again, it was like, oh, all of a sudden people are talking about Ilya Mikheyev. And uh, every time I look at the score sheet, he's there. I don't understand. Um, I think it's really funny uh, that everyone talk about Eli Mikheyev again because first thing it was beginning of the season, oh, he write him off, he's terrible, he's trash, ship him off. Beginning of the season, he wanted out. From what I remember hearing, that he wanted to get traded. And I will bring us up every single time that he wanted to get traded because he wasn't being used and as an asset. But then injuries happened, and now he's the guy that they got him out for at the beginning. He's fast. He has a crazy shot, and. So far, he's using it, and he's basically, like, I think he's like a, like a point per game right now. Like, it's he's doing very well, and if he can stay healthy, he can definitely help out this team. Uh, aside from that, um, I'm glad they got the win. Uh, we're gonna talk about some questionable uh, gameplay <laughs> shortly, but uh, you know, yes, we are. Oh boy, lay it on me. Uh, the God. Well, well, we'll get there. we got a couple okay. of games to go before you get destroyed with that. Uh, also on Tuesday, the Penguins beat the Ducks 4-1. to one, Two goals for Jeff Carter. Evgeny Malkin comes back now as, um, as we talk about Malkin here. Again, first game of the season against the Ducks. Two, uh, two goals to start the year. Reminder, the Penguins were 29-5 and and had that 10-game winning streak without Evgeny Malkin. And now Evgeny Malkin's back. Some teams, man, just have all the depth and all the luck, don't they? It's ridiculous. Yep. As well, Gladson's back. San Jose beat Detroit 3-2 to in overtime. Goals from Meyer and Couture. Your thoughts on that Sharks game, if you're able to catch it? Yes, I did. And uh, also, uh, who scored was uh, VL. We got that game-tying goal that was very, very interesting. <laughs> just I missed it. What happened? He... 
he just driving the net got shoved down, falls into the goalie, still gets the puck in, it gets reviewed, and it's ruled a good goal because he got shoved oh, so into he, it. So he scored the shootout goal that everyone tries in NHL back in the day where you send the puck in front of you and then dive at it and waggle the stick. Yeah, kind of, but he, he went like feet <laughs> first into the goaltender and like the puck still went. It was like a crazy looking Oof. goal and Red Wings fans were like pissed and shit. But it's been a weird, a lot of animosity in the Sharks and Red Wings game. It, it's very weird. It's like they're not even in a division, not even in the conference. And it, it's off. It's weird how that happens. Like against all these like divisional rivalries that we want to see all these like sparks fly. It's very rare. And then like you'll play a random team for the other conference. And all of a sudden you like hate each other for no reason. Mm-hmm. And crazy things happen. It's, uh, it's weird. Remember the Leafs and Canucks from a few years ago. Yeah. 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 Like what the heck? And then, but yeah, it was, and then Couture does Couture stuff and he scores an overtime goal. Cause he's Couture baby. But yeah, not, not too bad. The Red Wings are good though, man. <laughs> they're, 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 they're coming. They're coming. You know, again, I I view talking about like again shitty things the NHL does. Again, I hate the playoff format too. Yeah, for the idea of like we got to force the same rivalry games every year. Where instead, again, like a couple years ago, everyone wanted Islanders and Leafs in the first round of the playoffs, and how amazing that would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there have been other times where it's like, hey, Bruins Habs doesn't necessarily make sense, but you give us the Bruins against this team, and oh my god, this, this is great. And it's always physical games, so that's another thing the NHL could change. Speaking of Bruins and Habs, uh, the Bruins kicked the ever-loving crap out of Montreal on Wednesday night. It was glorious. Brad Marchand with a hat trick, up to 19 goals on the season, but not an all-star. Yeah, I know. No name no name value there. Brad Brad Marchand. Marchand is Bradley Marchand. Um, No idea who that is. No idea. Uh, Real Jonathan Chichu. Real one-hit wonder. Um... (laughs) I'm sorry. He's like the first name that comes no, no, to it's mind. Fine. For like... I was just, it just made me smile because I was uh, going through the 06, 07 uh, snipe and score roster build today. And I saw Jonathan mm. Chichu. And Heatley and yes. Thornton and Marlowe. Now, I mean, you did say on Twitter, oh, wait and see. Yes. Snipe might like that roster. Did, did you give it away? Is it the 07 Sharks? No, it's I'm actually, I was going to do the 96, 97 Avalanche. And I started with that. I started this Ooh. video like I'm going to start this thing. And I, what I did is I went through all the lines and was just mm-hmm. like being blown away by nostalgia and remembering names, mm-hmm. wondering why I remembered names. I'm like, oh my God, dude. I'm like, I'm like, I might just make a whole series of me going through rosters, but I still need to put out some kind of a franchise mode in between my next like real real one and so i was like all right mm. i'm gonna do another one from 0607 with the detroit red wings who around that time were really good make it short contending mm-hmm. series and then uh just went through those roster same things and i'm gonna give everyone a choice here so by the time this launches the videos won't even be now, out yet they're coming on saturday you, and sunday so eh, whatever you still you still got the 2011 rosters to go through that too that too but I'm and not he's be uh <laughs> and he started uh putting together a 2002 yes roster build All again snipe and score go through series and make those standalone videos because i had such fun looking at those rosters and remembering those yeah. names radic bonks <laughs> Radic Bonk. Get bonk. Series S or X users, NHL 22, again, with roster sharing. Check out Snipe and Scores rosters. And again, hopefully in the future, that feature is uh, cross-gen, cross-plat, 
and everybody yeah. gets to partake because Snipe does wonderful, wonderful work. And again, he is one of those people that I said for years, um, as much as people were excited to use the custom rosters that I do and that I provide, uh, Snipe's rosters are why I was very, very excited they for the feature. phenomenal. I was looking, I'm like, oh my God, this is great. Yeah. And the problem is they're so good. It's like, God, do I use the 96, 97 one? Do I use this mm-hmm. one? Do I use that? It's it's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's why added, I'm putting it up to a goddamn vote. <laughs> yeah, it's added replayability for sure for guys who play franchise. It, that's the one thing I've been saying. A little tangent about EA again. They need to let us have control of the game. They need to let us have control of their That's what modes. every yeah. good game has is customization. Basically, they need to give us, I've always been saying for different modes and stuff like that, if you're playing online and playing with people that you know in a private lobby, you should be able to customize the rules however however you want. You should be able to play arcade, no penalties. Any penalty is, is equal to like a penalty shot. So you have like giant enforcers running around with each other, and whoever gets scored, whoever takes the penalty, has to take a penalty shot with an enforcer. I mean, yeah, ex- expanded house rules. Yeah. I mean, again, like my biggest requests offline, it's like you talk about franchise, like let us customize the league. That way, because with Snipes rosters, he has to make like, oh, the best of Team Europe, the best prospects to fill out the spots for 32 teams because obviously back in the day there weren't 32 teams there weren't 32 teams as of last season this time a year ago there were not officially 32 teams yet mm-hmm. so why can't we have it that oh this league only has 23 teams and we can reset the divisions and then of course it gets into the other problems like hey i need more customization for gameplay because the ai suck and don't shoot the puck so i don't want to outshoot them 34 to 5 every game there's just so many things they could do, and God, we could talk about that for hours and hours oh on end, God. I'm quite sure, but, <laughs> oh, man, and now I'm sad thinking about what NHL 22 could be mm-hmm. instead of what it is. It's a good game, but just badly, badly maintained. There are so many things that they could be doing, but I think then it goes to, like, if you're going to put out a product every year, uh, you do purposely leave out certain things so that we don't have the best game out every year, not knowing how to top it. It's it's whole semantics and business stuff, unfortunately. If we could have the best game, we would have had the best game already. NHL 04, go back, play that game, enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, NHL 2001 to 2006, you literally can't go wrong with that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> soundtracks <laughs> alone. Oh, my God. So it's one of those things, screw it. Hey, we're talking about it. I mean, franchise-wise, like, you know, Sin talking about the idea of content, like, I look at those snipe and score rosters, the, you know, the 07, the 97, and I was going to do, like, a full 82-game playthrough actually playing the game because it's fun with those rosters and of course i did that on nhl 2k10 uh with the philadelphia flyers for the sole purpose of their goal song at the time was dupe go listen to it look it up flyers d-o-o-p it's the best goal song of all time perhaps i cannot find a slider set that's interesting enough i simply can't it's it's just like there are a lot of good slider sets on operation sports that make the game more fun but at the end of the day, you cannot control how infrequently the AI shoot, how the AI elect to shoot. I don't think I've ever seen the AI do a D2D one-timer uh, in in my entirety of looking at NHL gameplay, watching it, playing it. They don't. It's just a. Uh, they God. don't act like hockey. Players. They don't even skate like hockey players because of the way they're controlled. They do all these like weird, like ah. I, I, mm-hmm. I've, I've completely stopped playing the gameplay of NHL 22. I haven't done that at any other point besides now. I tough it out. I learn it. I get good. And, like, I just did not have the, the patience or the mental capacity this year. I completely stopped. Don't play League. Don't even play EASHL with friends, which has always been the case. I've always at least done that. Nope. And if I am doing that, ugh, yeah, it must be really bad, the gameplay. 
Yeah, I've gone back and played Legacy Edition and playing their Bia Pro because at least there was some sort of narrative. It doesn't take three hours to get through a game. No offense to 22 and 21 and having to go through 20 different menus to get to like a single game. It, it's just, I, I think I'll say it again, just not, not, not polished. It's, it's good. It's decent, but it's not like, it, it's, it's not showing that the game has developed in any sort of way. Um, and if I'm going back and playing a game that's almost 10 years old now and having more enjoyment out of that over a game that's now like $100 Canadian to buy, then it shows you that you're, you're, something's missing out. If there are features and something from an old game that happened before then and they're not here or having more fun with the old piece of hardware instead of the new stuff, then you've got to re reassess the drawing, the drawing board and figure out what's going on. It's bad on. enough when... Uh... One of your main franchise people goes back and plays 2K10, a game that's over 10 years old and made by a different developer. Exactly. Um, God, we'll get back on track here because, again, this this we could literally just have a podcast exclusively for this conversation. Um, in that Bruins game over the Habs, Curtis Lazar also scored two goals. Um, big shout out to Lazar. The Bruins' fourth line, they're kind of figuring things out now. They have a pretty good... Uh, set up there, so I'm very excited about that. The Bruins, as Bruins fans know, often work best when they have a good fourth line they can rely on. Uh, and in that game, uh, Habs defender Chris Weidman, not the MMA fighter, uh, headbutted Eric Halla uh, and was suspended for a game. So um, remember that when we talk about uh, another form of discipline that was handed out, but a one-game suspension for a headbutt. The Dallas Stars on Wednesday beat the Seattle Kraken 5-2. to two. Uh, the Kraken record now 10, 21, and 4. Not great. Um, Rupe Hintz scored his 14th of the year. Robertson his 13th. Joe Pavelski had a two-goal game. He has 15 goals on the year now and had a five-point game in right this game, which is a career high. God damn right he did. Joe Pavelski is a gentleman and a scholar, and he's Captain America. It, God. Sin. Mm-hmm. Where would the Sharks be right now if they had kept Joe Pavelski? How much better of a spot would they be in, if at all? I mean, because obviously you can't really dictate what other moves they might have made, yeah. but... Um, it's tough to say, because obviously we wouldn't have... I don't think we would have Eklund. Um, they would probably mm. still be able to be competitive. Just, here's the thing. You acquired another terrific OFD to throw pucks on the net, and then got rid of... Greatest... Uh, the guy. greatest net front presence in the league. The, the, I would even say the game has ever seen. <laughs> I mean, you can maybe argue in his heyday, Johan Franzen, but he was more of the screen guy, mm. clean up trash. No one has had the deflection skill that Pavelski has, and he works his ass off at it. And yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, I you I understood it at the time from the business perspective. Kane's younger, Pavelski getting older, beginning to decline, but apparently not. And skating was never a big part of his game. So he's losing the wheels, but that was never what he did best, like ever. He was never a strong, strong skater. That's why I got drafted in the seventh round. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's kind of similar to like Joe Thornton and Yaramir Yager. It's like, okay, yeah. the like elite level speed was never a part of their game. So even once that starts to decline, they're still useful. Yep. Mm -hmm. They've been prepared for it the entire time. Yeah. Oh, Endo, are you ready? <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. This game was hilarious. The now 8-23-3 Arizona Coyotes defeated the Toronto Maple Leafs on, I do believe, a 2-1 scoreline on Saturday. 
Two goals for former Sens great Ryan Dezingle. Blue Jackets great as well. He's up to four on the year now. Austin Matthews scored his 24th of the year. <laughs> Goaltender who's not going to the All-Star game, Carl Vamelka, stole this game to say the least. He finished. And the stat line comes from Natural Statric. He finished with an 4.89 goals saved above expected in this particular game. Endo. In one game. That's his end of the in season In one stat. game. That's a fucking end of the season stat to strive for. Like, what the hell? We'll put it this way. In January, Vamelka had a goal save above expected of 2-4-3 for the month. It was a 4-8-9 in that game against the Leafs. And that 2-4-3 uh, that, uh, number in January was third in the league, only behind John Gibson, who was at a 2-9-6, so not that much uh, differential there. Um, UC Saros was at a 7.11, by the way, for the month of January. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a reason why Nashville's doing as good as they uh, are, and he's the uh, under-six-foot Finnish short king, known as UC Saros. And no, oh, Leafs uh, lose to Arizona because, of course, they did. Um, as you can tell, for the visual listeners, you can see what's on my shirt. But audio listeners, I'm wearing a uh, what is it? An Arizona Coyotes Tux T-shirt uh, because not only because I had to switch my shirt because I'm tired of wearing the same sweater for the podcast, but because they own us. They they literally owned us this game. I have to wear a shirt like this especially when they kicked our ass. Um, for, for a goalie to put up those numbers just in that game alone and to not get any sort of nod to the All-Star game, what? Like you should, if that happens, you should be reassessing just that one guy to go to the go to the show because you're going up against Toronto Maple Leafs who are still strong. They're very strong. Still arguably one of the top teams in the league. To... Basically, basically get shut out because we, we all knew Austin Matthews was going to score at home against his favorite team growing up, his his hometown team. It, it was a no-brainer. So technically, technically, I call that Vamoka game a shutout with an asterisk. Yeah, it was it was what like like you said like twenty four seconds left in the game that Matthews scored, so it yeah. might as well have been yeah. It's a shutout. It's a shutout. But again, not an all star. Cam Talbot is though. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous i give up I, um, I give up i don't even ask anymore i just i just let it well, happen. this is why like you as a leafs fan you can't have any confidence because you're facing a team that is absolute trash and yeah. of course this happens like you almost expect it to happen it's kind of like every time we walk into buffalo we already know we're gonna lose because toronto has a terrible track record against buffalo terrible track record oh, we'll man. move on to thursday uh, we'll we'll spare Endo the uh, the sorrow. We'll move on to Thursday. We'll breeze through it pretty quickly. The Bruins beat the Flyers. David Pasternak uh, with his 11th career hat trick. He's up to 16 goals. Back to back nights at home, by the way, for the Bruins to have a hat trick uh, between he and Marchand. And it's it's great to see Pasta heating up a little bit. It wasn't that long ago again that I mentioned like I'm not really holding it against him. Yeah, you were um, read, though, like with the lack of production. Yeah, you know, makes yeah. I mean, it was very start. it was very unlike him. Uh, to have um, that low of a production number. And I'm trying to find the uh, the stat line or the um, the note that I had, had seen about David Posternock yesterday. But essentially, like his point pace 
um, over the past like two weeks, he has outscored. Okay, here it is. It's from. Uh, it's actually from Daily Fan Off. Uh, Daily Face Off Fantasy. David Posternock's first twenty eight games, eight goals. David Posternock's last eighteen periods, eight goals. Yep, pretty good. So I mean. Again, he's one of the best goal scorers in the league. He has he has figured it out, and thank God for that. Uh, the Lightning won again. Stop it. Uh, they beat the Canucks. Tyler Mott scored a sweep between the legs goal, though. It's always nice when someone who has four goals on the year scores a, a really sick highlight reel goal. Kind of reminds you that these players have that in their toolbox. It's just not their job to try and break out those moves. Like, you can, if you're Trevor Zegers, go ahead. If you're Tyler Mott, you're trying to pull off the Michigan every night, you're going to get sent down. What the hell are you doing? That's not what we have you up here for. Uh, the Blue Jackets completely pooped on the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, 6 to nothing. Uh, one of the more shocking results of the season. They didn't blow uh, the lead but this time. There you go. <laughs> the Blue Jackets held the lead. And the, uh, I mean, the Hurricanes had an off game, which uh, I think we've seen a couple of times now, right? It can happen with good teams. Still... I mean, literally, we've had, NH- we've had NHL players outright talk about how tough it is to stay motivated when you're in the middle of a season. Yeah. And especially when you're at the top of the mountain, like they have been, like, it's, it's whatever. They laid an egg. Don't do it. Like, they'll come back. And, yeah, I, if I was games fans, I wouldn't even be concerned. Like, those kind of games happen. You don't like to see it. It sucks to watch. And you get frustrated. But, like, yeah, they're going to be fine. The Jets beat the Red Wings 3 to nothing. Nothing overly notable there. Again, the Jets continuing to kind of surge up the standings. The Red Wings, again, the playoff hopes are starting to look a little bit, uh, little bit bleaker. Um, again, they also have... Uh, I think they have some injury concerns. And, of course, Tyler Bertuzzi uh, can't play in Canada. Uh, the Islanders beat the Devils. The Devils have injury concerns as well, so that's not surprising. I was going to mention it, but we already talked about Matt Barzell's point total earlier and how kind of bad it is based off of his standards. Uh, there was a uh, illegal check to the head of friend of the show, A.J. Greer, uh, Ross Johnston, the Islanders suspended for that one. Oh, isn't that interesting? A hit to the head, three-game suspension. We're going to bring this all back together with our final talking point. Uh, Blues beat the Kraken because, of course, they did. Uh, the the Sabers beat the Preds. I, uh, Nashville, you're 24, 12, and two, but the Sabers are still a tough team to beat. Um, the uh, Sens beat the Flames. Cool. And again, for Calgary, they're down. down. They're seventeen and seventeen. If you combine the regulation and overtime losses, yeah. that's starting to get a little bit concerning. If you're a Flames fan at this point, I would have to say. Because that was, I mean, you talk about like the Sabres red hot start, but we all kind of knew like, oh, okay, they're going to they're gonna fall back down to reality. But the idea of, uh, the idea of Calgary kind of falling back to maybe where people thought they were going to be, that's, that's a little bit worrisome. And I mean, right now they are actually, I mean, granted better point percentage, but they're behind the Sharks, uh, directly behind the Sharks in that second wildcard spot. Yeah. Sin's shocked face is, oh, the Sharks are currently in the second wildcard spot. I forget. I legit forget, but it's also, (laughs) they've, yeah. I'm pretty sure the Sharks have more games played than a lot of other teams because they made us play through seven guys Uh out in COVID protocol. The only teams they've played 38. So Nashville's played 38. Vegas and Anaheim have both played 39. Aside from that, San Jose's played games, more games than everyone else in the West. Yeah. Uh, Kings beat the Pens 6-2. to two. two goals from Anze Kopitar. Not an all-star, though. Fuck you, Anze. Fuck you, Slovenia, apparently. Um, the New York Rangers shut out the San Jose Sharks last night. 3 to nothing. Shesterkin gets a shutout in his first game in almost two weeks. 
Kreider scored two goals for 23 on the season, and Braden Schneider uh, scored his first NHL goal. Sin, you just want to sum it up in one word? <laughs> um, there was a fight. That's what I remember <laughs> from that game. And also, fuck Truba. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That guy is getting away with so much dirty shit. Like, I don't know how he hasn't been punished yet. Anyway. Well, people don't get punished because you remember how I've mentioned the suspensions and everything and the and all of that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Chicago beat Montreal 3-2 last night. Um, for Chicago, I do want to mention Dominic Kubalik scored his seventh of the year. Kubalik only has 13 points in 37 games, which is brutal for, for someone of that stature. Where it's like, oh, shit, this guy's going to be really good. Um, Patrick Kane, 33 and 33, we talked about it. Yeah. Calvin DeHaan... Uh, with the most blatant slew foot I have ever seen in the NHL, went uncalled after he literally went full Cobra Kai, swept the leg on Cole Caulfield, and only gets fined two and a half K. I want everyone on the Bruins not named Brad Marchand to start sweeping the leg. They're not going to punish you for it. I can't wait for the playoffs because Bruins fans are going to have to be on the defensive because absolutely they're going to start slew-footing people like no one's fucking business because the NHL has set a horrible, terrible precedent for a lack of proper disciplinary action in regards to slew-footing as we have seen with P.K. Subban pretty much all season long. I like Calvin DeHaan, but my God, this was one of the dirtiest hits I've seen this season. It's... Uh, just stupid. The NHL is setting themselves up for failure, as they so often do. And I'm kind of... It's sad that it's just expected, but yeah. Oh, so yeah. with that, everybody, Oof. unless Endo has anything to add. I just took a look. That's that's like... That's not even a slew foot. That's just a... That's a, that's a foot. That's a foot. <laughs> that's a foot. <laughs> like, literally, he takes his leg and sweeps, you know, out... Caulfield's legs. It's insanity. Hack the it's bone. absolute insanity. Hack the bone. So with that, everybody, we will head out of here for today. Got some uh, stuff that people have to attend to here to wrap up this show. But we do want to thank you very much for listening. Of course, if you made it to the end of this, again, a gigantic thank you. Excuse me. We will be back this Tuesday for more. Should be great. Sim will be here with us. Us, the guys, the fellas. Of course, a big shout-out to Manscaped. Should have used code Tuki there. 20% off, free worldwide shipping, and of course, thrivefantasy.com as well. Make sure to use code Tuki. There will be a link in the description. Gentlemen, good show. Uh, up until we talked about NHL 22 when we all got kind of sad to uh, to end it. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the demeanor of the entire show. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. <laughs> oh, what could have been? Oh, what could have been? And then we talked about NHL. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you uh, then. And uh, go go play older hockey games and have a fun time. Go play Legacy. Enjoy Legacy for what it was. <laughs>